Trump puts his legal peril at center of first big rally for 2024. By Shane Goldmacher. Waco, Texas, former President Donald J. Trump spent much of his first major political rally of the 2024 campaign portraying his expected indictment by a New York grand jury as a result of what he claimed was a Democratic conspiracy to persecute him, arguing wildly that the United States was turning into a banana republic. As a crowd in Waco, Texas, waved red and white signs with the words which hunt behind him, Mr. Trump devoted long stretches of his speech to his own legal jeopardy rather than his vision for a second term, casting himself as a victim of weaponization of the justice system. The abuses of power that we're currently witnessing at all levels of government will go down as among the most shameful, corrupt and depraved chapters in all of American history, he said. The speech underscored how Mr. Trump tends to frame the nation's broader political stakes heavily around whatever issues personally affect him the most. Last year, he sought to make his lies about fraud in his 2020 election defeat the most pressing issue of the midterms. On Saturday, he called the weaponization of our justice system the central issue of our time. Lamenting all the investigations he has faced in the last eight years that have, to date, not resulted in charges, Mr. Trump claims that his legal predicament probably makes me the most innocent man in the history of our country. Card 1 of 7 The race begins For years after a historically large number of candidates ran for president, the field for the 2024 campaign is starting out small and is likely to be headlined by the same two men who ran last time, President Biden and Donald Trump. Here's who has entered the race so far, and who else might run. Donald Trump The former president is running to retake the office he lost in 2020. Though somewhat diminished in influence within the Republican Party and facing several legal investigations, he retains a large and committed base of supporters, and he could be aided in the primary by multiple challengers splitting a limited anti-Trump vote. Nikki Haley The former governor of South Carolina and UN ambassador under Trump has presented herself as a member of a new generation of leadership and emphasized her life experience as a daughter of Indian immigrants. She was long seen as a rising GOP star but her allure in the party has declined amid her on-again, off-again embrace of Trump. Vivek Ramaswamy The multi-millionaire entrepreneur and author describes himself as anti-woke and is known in right-wing circles for opposing corporate efforts to advance political, social and environmental causes. He has never held elected office and does not have the name recognition of most other GOP contenders. President Biden While Biden has not formally declared his candidacy for a second term, and there has been much hand-wringing among Democrats over whether he should seek re-election given his age, he is widely expected to run. If he does, Biden's strategy is to frame the race as a contest between a seasoned leader and a conspiracy-minded opposition. Marianne Williamson the self-help author and former spiritual advisor to Oprah Winfrey is the first Democrat to formally enter the race. Kicking off her second presidential campaign, Williamson called Biden a weak choice and said the party shouldn't fear a primary. Few in Democratic politics are taking her entry into the race seriously. Mr. Trump tried, as he has before, to link his personal grievances to those of the crowd. 
They're not coming after me, they're coming after you, he said. From the stage, Mr. Trump notably did not attack the Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin L. Bragg, in the kind of caustic terms that he had used on social media in recent days. This past week, he had called Mr. Bragg, who is black, an animal and accused him of racism for pursuing a case based on hush money payments to the porn star Stormy Daniels shortly before the 2016 election. Mr. Trump also refrained from echoing his ominous post that potential death and destruction might result if he were charged. He did attack one of Mr. Bragg's senior counsels by name, noting that he came to the office from the Justice Department and describing the move, without evidence, as part of a national conspiracy. They couldn't get it done in Washington, so they said, let's use local offices, Mr. Trump said. Pushing back on an investigation led by Mr. Trump's allies in Congress, Mr. Bragg said in a statement on Saturday evening, we evaluate cases in our jurisdiction based on the facts, the law and the evidence. How Times Reporters Cover Politics We rely on our journalists to be independent observers. So while Times staff members may vote, they are not allowed to endorse or campaign for candidates or political causes. This includes participating in marches or rallies in support of a movement or giving money to, or raising money for, any political candidate or election cause. In a different investigation related to the handling of classified material, a federal appeals court ruled this past week that a lawyer representing Mr. Trump must answer a grand jury's questions and provide documents to prosecutors. Mr. Trump's team has tried to stop the lawyer, M. Evan Corcoran, from turning over documents. Mr. Trump obliquely referred to the case, complaining that lawyers were once treated differently because of attorney-client privilege. Now they get thrown in with everybody else, he said. Mr. Trump reserved some fire for his leading rival in the polls for the 2024 Republican nomination, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, who has not announced a campaign yet. He's dropping like a rock, Mr. Trump said, pointing to his increased edge over Mr. DeSantis in recent surveys. He also argued that the greatest threat to the United States was not China or Russia but top American politicians, among them President Biden, Senator Mitch McConnell, the minority leader, and former Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who Mr. Trump said were poisoning the nation. In many ways, the event was a familiar festival of Mr. Trump's grievances and a showcase for his enduring showmanship. His plane, Trump Force One. An announcer called it, buzzed the crowd of thousands with a flyover before landing. The rally featured one new twist, the playing of Justice for All, a song featuring the J6 prison choir, which is made up of men who were imprisoned for their part in the Capitol riot on January 6, 2021. The song, which tops some iTunes download charts, is part of a broader attempt by Mr. Trump and his allies to reframe the riot and the effort to overturn the election as patriotic. The track features the men singing the Star-Spangled Banner while Mr. Trump recites the Pledge of Allegiance. The timing of a potential Trump indictment remains unknown. The Manhattan grand jury that is hearing the case is expected to reconvene on Monday. Michael C. Bender reported from Waco, Texas, and Shane Goldmacher from New York.